This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to Warsaw Fan TV. The Joy and the Pain podcast is also live. Next up for Warsaw, we're on a super run. Next up is Doncaster at home. Well, talking Doncaster, you got to talk to Chal, haven't you? Here he is. Hi, Chal. Hello right, there. Man. Lovely to come back. I'm wearing the designer over shirt today as well, hey. so I've put on a bit of Donny for you. But uh, but yeah, red on red. It's a full red show, and uh, good to be back on Warsaw on the Warsaw Channel. Oh, it's good to have you on here, mate. You're a Bit of a celeb, aren't you, with all your TV stuff you do and that now? It's uh, you're getting yourselves about and that. Yeah, I get recognised quite a bit round Donny at the moment, which I think's obviously you know really nice. It's I've, you know, in fact, there's a quick story about I was sat in the bus station in the in town centre and someone came up to me uh, off the bus and he said, "Your child, aren't you?" I said, "Yeah." And we had a talk for about five ten minutes because he was like, "I love watching your content. I love everything you do." Uh, and then at the previous game against Wimbledon, we won. Um, before the game, I had two lads come up to me and they said, just want to say to you, mate, uh, I love the content that you do and the analysis that you do. And, you know, I don't get to many games, etc. So I always watch your videos to know what's going on and to trust I know what's going on uh, analysis-wise. The, um, the, that's the benefit of the fan channels. It's in, impartial view. You're not being limited to what you can say. You just give your thoughts and... Uh... And get it out there. Um, yeah, that's, that's the hard thing. The hard thing is, well, the, the, hard, the hard thing as a Rovers fan is I always try and stay neutral when it comes to refereeing decisions. I try and stay neutral when it comes to decisions during the game. I think it was right and fair. Uh, as a Rovers fan, it's very, very hard to stay neutral during the con during doing that content and doing that more analysis based content. Because I know yeah. there was a lot of fun vlogs over the last couple of years, but I've gone down the analysis direction, especially this season, where we focus on the specifics of it and looking at it from a from different perspectives. So it's it's very hard going on a neutral perspective when it comes to harsh decisions sometimes, <laughs> but it's always good to get that feedback. Well, let's hit. Well, well, uh, last night. Um, we gave away a penalty when uh, our guy, our Liam Gordon, put his hand up, saying it's offside, and then they played on, and he t- and he hit his hand, and he gave a penalty. <laughs> oh, lack of communication goes a long way, doesn't it? <laughs> oh dear. Well, um, just a little update: Doncaster, um, twenty seventh of January, poor defeat at Stockport uh, at home against Stockport. Uh, 5-1, but since then 
You're on a good run, aren't you? Um, draw away at Sutton. Win at home to Tranmere. Um, draw at Salford, 2-2. Two, two. Um, 5-1 Grimsby. Thumping away from home. And then uh, a very good 1-0 win. Um, Wimbledon. I want to talk about a couple of players. Um, the one we most want to talk about is Malfall because uh, you know all about him. Eight goals, one assists for you guys, start of the season. He's joined us, and um, we can see why <laughs> why perhaps Doncaster was struggling a little bit. Um, he scored eight goals for you with 48 shots, and um, he's, got, he's got a lot of ability and a lot of skill. But, oh, dear, he misses some chances. Um, away to Harrogate. He had two absolute sitters. Um, I saw them. And then he put one in the top corner, and it was a looked like a brilliant finish, top corner. But um, from behind the goal, people have seen it. He took a deflection because it was going to miss. But, um, <laughs> so uh, tell me about your experience of Malfall. Um, what I will say... What, what I said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I will say, first of all, uh, on a personal level, because I've got to know Mo Fowl very well off the pitch, um, and we've sort of become really good friends. Uh, even since he's left us, it would become really good friends off the pitch. So I just want to say on a personal level, first of all, Mo is an amazing guy. He's a wonderful person, uh, always great to talk to, always loves hearing about what I'm doing, etc. I love to hear about what he's doing as well. Um, so we've become good friends since it, it, during his time at Doncaster and since he's left for Walsall. As a player, what I will say is, uh, when he came into the club, I sort of thought of him as a a, a very raw, like an Elijah Adebayo type of mould for a striker, where he's tall, he's got some pace behind him, he can get in the right areas, he's very mobile and direct. Um, and if you you build the team around him as a, in, in a frontward position you can get him in really good positions in the right areas and get him scoring loads of goals. And I think one goal opens the floodgates for his confidence. Um, Foul was an interesting one. There was times where we played him out wide. There was times where we played him up front. We times we played him in a partnership. And, you know, this is during the time when we were switching formations from your 4-3-3s to your 3-5-2s, your 3-4-1-2s, 3-4-2-1s. And, you know, even your classic 4-4-2s, I think, I think at one point as well. You know, he, for me, I feel like he's got the potential ability to be this fantastic player. Um, I think with a young lad, though, especially at the age of 20, you know, you're going to have a raw player where he is going to miss chances. And there has been times on the ball where he's kind of lost his touch or it was a heavy touch or needs to get a couple of extra touches to maintain control of the ball. Um, what I would say overall about Mo Fowl is he has got this exceptional ability to be a wonderful striker. He just needs more time at this level. I think another yeah. loan out to lead to next season, whether it's Walsall somewhere else, uh, I think would do him the world of good. So overall, I thought it was a decent player. It wasn't the best player in the world, but I thought it was a decent enough player and it can be a fantastic player. I've got no doubt of his ability. Um, I just think with the formation changes we had, I think that with the... Um, constant changing of the formations with the constant switch around him competing with Joe Ironside, who's been great for us this season, um, up front on his own. I think that with you know, played out wide as well, I didn't, I don't think helped. I don't think that was his best position when we forced him out wide because 
yes, there was times where he had some great runs and he had some pace behind him, and that really helped on the on the wide front. He was more of a striker. So I think that on the wing, and he comes up to cover a certain area, you leave a massive, massive gap sometimes. And yeah. opportunities for the for the opponents to exploit that if you're played out wide when you're not a winger, there's an opportunity for them to do that. So for me, I think he's a decent player with some fantastic potential to be even better than he already is. With Walsall, I think it's better to play him in that frontward partnership. I don't think he's better on his own. I think we've gone to, come to learn that he's better in a partnership. But you, yeah. if you're going to have Mo Fowler in a partnership, you need that physical presence next to him because I think Fowler is a tall, quick striker. He's known for his physicality. But for me, I think that he's known more from his pace, his mobileness, his directness. Like I said, a, a raw Adebayo-type striker. I think you need an experienced physical presence next to him for the rest of the season. Someone like a Danny John, you know, someone like a Danny Johnson type of striker yeah. uh, next to him. So for me, I think that's the best way you work with Fowler. You have that quickness next to that physicalness, that that young, mobile, prolific striker next to that physical experience presence. And you get a good balance and you get a nice yeah. shift in balance between the two next to each other. That's the best way I would utilise Fowler. But overall for Donny, I thought it was, I thought it was decent. It reminds me, I think you mentioned Adebayo, um, which is a good comparison in many ways. It also reminds me of, going back a few years, Michael Ricketts. Now, he was a player mm. that was always in the right place and all, and kept missing. And it was like, if he can start hitting the target, he's going to be awesome. And, he, and of course, Michael Ricketts was, went on to play for Bolton and uh, played for England, of course. So, uh, so Mo Fall, I think, He's definitely a good quality player. He's got great touch. Walsh yeah. at the moment are using him off the bench. Um, right. Replacing uh, Jamil Matt sort of late in the game. But um, last night he actually came on for Josh Gordon. So he was playing alongside Jamil Matt for a time. Mm. And um, he's, he's so close to being like a real prolific guy. Um, and I, I think it will come, whether it comes this season or not. But with Walsall doing well at the moment, there's confidence in the camp and that will help help his confidence as well. It's like the pressure for him to just get that one chance is perhaps uh, not so great when Walsall, thankfully, are creating uh, more chances than they have been in the last couple of years. Um, I want to move on to um, um, a player that's certainly burst on the scene for you. We, we had Freddie Draper from Lincoln, who did well. Um, you've got Hakeeb Adelakun. He's uh, three goals, four games. He's had a massive start, hasn't he, for you? Yeah, you know what? The story behind this one is when we signed him, a lot of people were like, well, why is this not on a permanent deal? And I want to use this opportunity to kind of stretch a couple of reasons why a permanent deal wasn't on the cards in January. First of all, we had that £2,000 financial penalty from the Football League. Uh, we also had that suspended three transfer window ban where we couldn't sign anyone for fees. We, had, we could only sign loan players and free transfers for a window that affected the January window. The, the other two years has suspended one. So if we break the rules again between now and next January, we get two more windows of basically no fees. So, you know, that affected us quite. I think we found out about that literally just before we announced on deadline day, oh, we've signed Lo Tatala on loan from Hull, uh, who used to be in Stevenage just quote at the end of last season. And so it was, you know, the you know, it kind of overshadowed our deadline day business. 
Um, but Adelaide was a fantastic signing for me. Um, and then, you know, the second reason why I don't think a permanent transfer was on the cards in January anyway is because not only of his wages at, at Lincoln, because I think it's a fair decent amount at Lincoln, and I'm sure Lincoln will be paying the majority, if not all the percentage of wages for that on their side of the deal. For me, I think with Adelaide, I think it's a very much a try before you purchase, in my opinion. Yeah. And you know what? It can be... Those kind of deals can go one or two ways. It can be very, very gambly and it doesn't pay off. And the worst case scenario goes back, you don't get him again, you get a better player in the summer. The best case scenario is you get an amazing player out of him and then you're left with the predicament of, is he going to come to you permanently or is yeah. he going to go somewhere else? And this is where the pulling power of the manager comes in in the summer if we indeed look at a permanent deal for Adelaide. So for me, I think that Adelaide as a player offered a very very much a lot in these past few games. He's a very experienced winger, very direct. Uh, he's got the mind of a League One player. He sort of has that additional quality on top of what he's already got at this particular level of the game. So he, he reads the game very well. He's got a great football intelligence. Um, and I think within, you know, I think one thing that helps with Adelaide as well, it's not just Adelaide as a player. I think Adelaide in an improved Rovers squad helps with that as well. So you, you, you yeah. bring in Matthew Craig on loan from Spurs, who's an intelligent uh, young midfielder with a real you know mindset of a young Premier League midfielder, uh, being the captain of the under-21s team at Spurs. You know, you've got Billy Walter that got brought in as well, alone from Wrexham, who's, again, a very experienced winger. He can play as a fox in the box. He can get the runs in behind, runs for days. You put him alongside Molyneux on either side of the wings. You've got Molyneux, who is a very quick, direct player. And if you add more end product out of him, you get a, an even better player than you've already got. And then you have Waters in that attacking midfield role, or you could switch around. You have Adelaide on the other side. I think the team around him, despite the injuries to the likes of Ben Close and Zane Westbrook, I think that Adelaide works very, very well with the players around him and the link-up players getting better and better every week. So Adelaide working with the players he's got makes him a better player. But him as an individual and how he reads the game and how he you know, shines above the other quality players around the pitch, I think just makes it even better. When we go back to that Wimbledon game last week and the controlled performance from Rovers, you know, we could have won that by 2-3 or 4 nil because Wimbledon didn't offer a lot of final third quality. But the quality that Rovers offered was controlled. It was, you know, setting the tempo, setting the momentum. I thought the goal that we scored, if you if people look back at the highlight of the goal we scored in that game, the only goal of the gap of that game, you know, the, the run of play, the way we we set that up for Adelaide and when we played the pass one-on-one, -on -one, turns over. And you know when you see a player that's got a better football intelligence than League Two, you know when you've got a League One intelligent player, when you've got that, that time where you... Other players would take an extra torch. Other players are trying to take an extra torch or try and work it into the back post for a bit of space and it goes nowhere. What Adelaide can do superbly here, he doesn't even think about it. He just takes that time to just bury it on the first touch and when he's in yeah. on goal. So you've got a player who isn't a, who's got the confidence to go for it. And yeah. his confidence, his aura, his flair, his charisma on the pitch, the way he strides about like a League One winger. I think has affected the morale of the squad and I think it's boosted up a hell of a lot more because it's no coincidence when you go from, you know, no, you know, no win since New Year's Day for, for a good month or so. And then yeah. suddenly, bam, you get that draw at Sutton and you get that run of form, which is five unbeaten. Now it could go into six if we win on Saturday. So the, the January, the, the January recruitment is, improved us in so many different places because when yeah. foul left us we needed those extra goals Adelaide can offers them on the wing waters can offer them if you can get 
some confidence into him. Matthew Cray can link up the play and make goals. You've got Lotatala who can help keep clean sheets at the other end of the pitch. You've got, um, you know, so many improved performances from players already there. So there was a real boost with the signing of Adelaide alongside the rest of the general recruitments. And I know that some of our supporters didn't like it was a didn't like it was a loan deal, but I think at that time that's all we could probably do. Yeah, and yeah. like I said, the best thing is it's a try before you buy. So if we can attract his attention for a permanent deal in the summer and we can do this deal and he wants to be here permanently and enjoy his football here on a two, three year contract, as long as we don't break the rules between now and next January, we've got the opportunity to do it. And I know Grant will want this player as well because he can get the best out of him. So overall, he's been fantastic since he's come in. Do you think the troubles are behind Doncaster then? Because uh, it's it's not been the, a great season for you so far, but it, things are t- definitely looking up. Twentieth um, in the tables, obviously not where you want to be, but on current yeah. form, on current form, you're going to be top half very soon, I would think. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, there's an opportunity to really climb up the leagues now. And, you know, the one thing we were... The thing is, right, and this is very specific about Rovers this season... Our performance levels, the level of performance from these players have been light years better than last season. It is literally just the results we haven't been getting sometimes. We've had a few games where we should have got more. Um, You know, the 2-1 defeat away at Wrexham earlier in the season, that should have been at least a 2 all draw or a 1-1 draw or even a win for Rovers if we scored a couple of those chances, we kept Wrexham at bay a bit more. So... You know, we there was a few games where we should have got results. There was a, a few injuries that we should have dealt with better. Um, and we, we, we tried to gather that momentum. We tried to gather some kind of momentum going forward and we just couldn't string a run of results together. Now we're at that stage where players are coming back. You've got um, the general recruitment, as I've said, that are boosting the squad a lot more highly. Um, yeah. And the run of form at the moment is really bringing us forward. It's bringing us close together as well. There's talk this week about a potential... Uh, short-term contract to the end of the season for the experienced Maxime Biamu, who we've had on trial, who's previously Coventry City, Dundee United. So he's another option off the bench to be back up to Joe Ironside. So I'm guessing he will replace Mo Fall while we loan yeah. Jack Goodman out to Matt Locktown with Tavonga Kuleya. So for me, I think the run of results has really come from a collectiveness, um, a trust from the fan base as well. I think the one thing that we have to take credit for as supporters is... I think other fan bases, not naming names, but I think other fan bases with the run of form we were on and how close we were to the bottom two would have said, get rid of the manager, done, dusted, yeah, yeah. over the hill, get someone into the end of the season and just ride it out. What we've done is we've stayed loyal to our manager and said, no, we know the bigger picture here. We just have to stick with him and just trust that it's going to turn around. And it is turning around. Yeah. Do I feel any danger we're going to end up in that bottom two? No. 
Are we looking up? Yes. And we can now use this as a platform for the rest of the season. Do I excuse the performance, some of the performances earlier in the season, which has got us to where we are now in 20th? Absolutely not. I think the performances this season, despite the increase in performance levels from last year by light years, I think the results overall, we all know, haven't been good enough. But we are using this now as a platform for McCann to say, right, this is my first time managing in League Two. I've seen what this league is about. We know what we need to do to be successful now. I need to now go to Terry Bramwell, the chairman, and say, this is what I need to get out of this division next starting next season. Can you give me this? And hopefully we can. Fingers crossed we can. And we're using the rest of this season now as a platform to just build the form up and just go as far as we can. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's your prediction then for Saturday? Do you, you fancy uh, turning us over? Um. You know what? It's a weird one, you know, because this is going to be a very interesting game. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, Rovers, there were some Rovers fans that are like, oh, we're five in a row. We can beat this team, this team and this team. And they're like, hang on. Walsall just got four on the bounce here. They're in a bit of bright form here. They they know, they, they've done the research. They will know how to try and exploit us at the back. We've got to be rock solid. We've got to be solid at the back. We've got to be focused on the attack and we cannot screw chances. At the end of the day, we cannot miss our chances because Walsall, with the run of form they're on at the moment, have got the clinicalness and the ability off the bench as well with Mo Fowl um, to punish us. And it would be very, very donks to always to have a former player score against you. So we've got <laughs> to be... I, think, I, don't, I don't think Mo Fowl will start. Mo Fowl yeah, he'll, start, he'll but... come off the bench, but there's still that threat of him scoring against us with 20 minutes to go. So we've got That's to be incredibly me. switched on here. We've got to be incredibly switched on. And we've got to keep Walsall at bay. I think with Walsall, when I look at the way they play and the way they, the way they uh, see out games, I think what we've got to do is try and press you from minute one and try and force you to go into your shell. Because if we press you guys from minute one, we will put opposition teams into their own shell, which means we can gather the momentum, the control of the game. You know, we're not a very... We're not a very passive side. We're very much a yeah. forward-thinking side on the press. So we can't allow ourselves to be pressed in our own half. We've got to press from minute one. We've got to go from it from minute one, which is why I'm praying that this uh, dead leg Fred Aiken isn't serious, which is sounding like it's not. In terms yeah. of injury news, we've got a dead leg Fred Aiken. Should be fine, though. Uh, we've Sterry had a cut on his ear from a tackle from Wimbledon. Dirty, dirty tackle. Uh, but he should be fine. Um, and I think Maxwell had a little sort of limpiness at the end, but he should be all right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, no negative injuries going into that game. So you, you're probably going to expect a similar lineup to the Wimbledon game. Um, maybe we'll make one tactical change depending on how yeah. he wants to set up his front line against Warsaw's front line and see how uh, Warsaw's defense and see how they match up to each other and see if he wants to go toe to toe or work around it, work through it. Um, so I'd expect a similar lineup to the Wimbledon game. Um, but overall, I think it's going to be a very tough one. I think if we can get three points away at a side that have won four on the bounce, that's a massive statement in terms of we have turned a corner and we yeah. can build this platform to then launch ourselves into next season. Got you. Um, it's an interesting one. Warsaw, quite often, Warsaw have been uh, under the cosh and under pressure. And uh, we've scored uh, quite a lot of breakaway goals. Yeah. Um, so sort of being penned in is not something that we're sort of worried about. Um, in recent games, particularly uh, last night, it, it felt the other way. First half, we absolutely uh, 
were battering uh, Accrington and just couldn't get yeah. the ball out of the line. I think we did get the ball out of the line once, but it uh, was wiped away. <laughs> but uh, Walsall have sort of... There's, there's, there's a different style to Walsall and the confidence is obviously up. Um, the young back three is... Um, has been a, a breath of fresh air, to be honest. You got uh, what is it, two 20 year olds and a 23 year old who uh, mm. the 23 year old Tyler Allen um started off at Forest Green playing as a striker and then as a winger. Yeah. And he's gradually gone back. He's playing left uh, left centre half or left centre back. And um and he's been really good to be honest. He's been really good. And uh, Jackson that, that Smith is coming goal. Jackson Smith yeah. is coming in goal and um and he's been good. He's been bright. Um, but yeah, I think... we've got. We haven't been to your place yet this season. So no, we're... it's, it's it, we haven't. We, have, we still have to play you twice. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens at the home fixture as well. Um, one particular player I've been very impressed with with Walsall, and someone that I would maybe look at maybe as a potential signing in the summer is Isaac Hutchinson in the midfield. I think that he's been uh, absolutely fantastic. He's this real link-up play. He creates really good opportunities for the forwards. He what are you really thinking does... For, you're thinking for Doncaster? Yeah, yeah. He's Isaac Hutchinson's a yeah, fantastic I, no, I don't think you'll have a chance there. Um, no, I, I could see him staying, to be honest with you. He's someone that I would personally... If I wanted to spend the money, if we had the money to spend, I'd spend it on Hutchinson in the midfield because I think he's this real long-term If Warsaw don't go up, um, I think he'll be Championship or League One next season. Mm. Um, yeah. Eleven goals. Yeah. Eleven goals. Nine assists. Eleven goals. Nine assists. And uh, he's he's good. He has his failings. He has his failings. But um, he does like yes. And last night it took him a while to get into the game. But then when he gets on the ball and comfortable on the ball, he's sort of he starts to control the game. Um, yeah, he's he's a real he's a real tempo setter. He, he 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 makes the game his game the way he wants to play it, and really gets his team involved into the way he wants to play it. And you know, I'm not going to sit on here saying we're actually you know we're actually going to sign Isaac Hutchinson or anything like that. He's someone that I would personally be like very excited. If, yeah, he's someone I'd love to sign if we could because, he, like I said, he's a real tempo setter, and I think in a midfield like ours as well. That's someone you need in that midfield three to create some balance. You need a physical presence, you need a playmaker, and you need a tempo setter. So you need that physical presence at the back, and then you need a balanced midfield of a playmaker and a tempo setter. Uh, someone who can hold the ball, but also create the game the way he wants. And I think Isaac Hutchinson in this division, especially for players who can play in this division and go above this division by a light year, I think that Hutchinson is, in my opinion, I know people may say yeah. different with some of the teams up there, but in my opinion, Isaac Hutchinson is one of the best tempo-setting midfielders in League Two this season. Fact, yeah. and the stats tell everything. Yeah, he's he's doing well. I think just uh, just before we finish, um, Jamil Matt, he's a player that came in not really fit, and mm. um, was a bit of a boo boy almost. Uh, well, I say more than almost, but um, he's fit. He's fit now, and we're seeing what the real Jamil Matt's about. And uh, he's massive, massive player for us. Massive player for us, winning, winning everything, yeah. not allowing teams to bully him or uh, not being affected by players who try to bully him. Um, and a, a great spearhead to the attack. Um, 
But um, yeah, you can, you can I, see the experience he's got. You could see the previous experience he's got at this level, and it, and it tells a hundred percent. When you when you get a fit Jamil Matt, you get a proven goal scorer in this level, and you can get someone firing again. So you know, since he's come back from injury for Walsall, he's been a revelation for you guys in, in the front in the front uh, in the final third. So you know, think- he's been. He's been vitally important alongside the likes of your Tyler Allen, your Isaac Hutchinson's, alongside other players. He's yeah. been very much one of the key players. It's really boosted Walsall's chance of finishing in those playoffs this season as a, in terms yeah. of a late push. Well, I think we've we've got up to seventh now. And uh, mm. arguably, the uh, the last 12 games are easier than the previous six. That's game of Those six games we've just played, I sort of, I broke it down and sort of, three lots of six to finish the season and mm. then but to get three points at Newport uh, to we lost to Newport which was a, a very uh, <laughs> a very disappointing day but then sort of beating Mansfield Harrogate Morecambe and um, the draw at Crawley and then winning last night that's sort of really a great statement that Walsall are heading for playoffs um yeah you know what yeah, that's literally that's just it. Keep it going. Uh, if you can keep the run going, you never know where you're going to finish because the playoff race is so tight this season. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, because I think we're, I think we're like 10, 11 points off the playoffs now, and I think 13 off relegation. So, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm not even ruling. I'm not going. I'm not going to say we're going to finish in there or anything like that. I'm just expecting higher than 18th this season. I think higher than 18th would be fantastic considering yeah. where we were three weeks ago. But yeah. when you look at Walsall right now and the other teams around there, literally anyone from 7th to 16th can still get in those playoffs at the minute. And well, it's the, incredibly the game, tight. When we went into the Harrogate game, they were 7th and we were 16th. We beat them and went above them. It is just mental. <laughs> that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so mental. tight. And you know, this, you know what? This is what makes League 2, in my opinion, arguably the best league in English football. It's incredibly tight. Anyone can beat anyone. And literally... 10 teams can still get into seventh place and you literally have what about 12, 12 games, yeah. games left of the season and you know what by the time we hit the final day of the season there could still be two one or two playoff places where six teams could still get in yeah. it feels very much like i think it was a couple of years ago where Sutton only just missed out so for me it feels like one of those seasons again where it's going to come to the final day and the last two playoff places, six teams could still get in it by that point, even more than yeah. that, depending on well, how the season thought, goes. It feels like one of those seasons. We thought Barrow were very comfortable in the, uh, yeah. the playoff zone, but three defeats, they're now just two points above Warsaw and uh, they could easily fall out of the playoffs. After, I, I, you know, we've got we've got Barrow, we, we, we've got Barrow on the last home game of the season. We've got Wrexham on the first of April as well. So when I look at the Wrexham game and the Barrow game, I'm not even writing us off winning those games because right now Barrow and Wrexham have hit their kind of rough patches. We know yeah, Wrexham yeah. lost to Gillingham this this previous weekend as well. So you know it, it, those two games, depending what happens between now and then, I think are very much you know, potential winnable games for us to even boost our chance of climbing up into the top half of mid-table. I know the season's not over, but who would have thought Notts County would be down in 14th? You know what? When I saw that Luke Williams was going to Swansea, I thought Notts County were going to struggle. Um, I've no doubt that, like, I'm going to put this out there right now. I think Stuart Maynard is the right appointment for Notts County. It is going to take a hell of a lot of time to build his squad, especially with Luke Williams exiting. Um, I don't think this is Notts County's year, but if they just back Stuart Maynard like they back Luke Williams during the National League and League Two, 
I think that Knox County have got a chance to be in that mix next season, depending how they build with Stuart Maynard. They may need another season with Stuart Maynard to really build something with them. Um, but overall, for me, I think that Knox County are in a pretty a pretty nice position in terms of their club status. So yeah. I think that Maynard's the right fit for them. It's just going to take some time. And that's why I love the fact that we stayed Walter McCann. It was always going to take more than a year or two to, to build yeah. a side capable of getting back into League One because of the troubles over the past couple of seasons and the fact that McCann hasn't managed in League Two before. He's looked at this league and thought, right, I know yeah. what I need now. So... Maynard just needs time. And I think the Notts County fans all will give him that. But yeah, the fall off from Grace from Notts County hasn't been hasn't been easy to watch. But I, I kind of expected some kind of fall from Grace when Williams yeah. left for Swansea. Um, that's been brilliant, Chal. Um, my prediction, I think uh, I'd like to see a 2-0. If we can get another clean sheet, that would be good. And uh, if we were to win five on the bounce, we would be really into the joy side of the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a you know what we got a clean sheet last week for our first clean sheet in a while. I'm gonna go with a one nil win, and I think it's gonna be six unbeaten for us. I'm gonna be confident in my side at the moment, but it's okay. gonna be a very interesting game. Okay, nice one. Cheers, Joel. Enjoy the game. I might see you Saturday. Cheers, boy. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.